What's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Buzz Boys. And today, today we got a super exciting episode. The Hornets just whooped the Spurs ass. I'm talking about whoop their ass the whole time. Up 21 points at one point in the first quarter, 44 to 23, like past the sticks. Y'all done. 21, you feel me? 21 skunk, get the fuck off the court. Um, the Spurs cut to like 15, took a little timeout. We pushed it back up to like 18. Then they ended up cutting it to eight. Not gonna lie, I was like a little like ah shit. But um, you know, this is a great game. Like, look at just the ball move was just insane. We're third in the NBA in assists. The Spurs are second in assists. So it was just good ball movement. But ours was better because we was hitting them threes. Man. <laughs> we was hitting them threes, man. And I mean, we shot 53% from three. <laughs> We went 18 for 34 on threes. Like, we shot 53% on threes, bro. Like, you feel me? When that happens, you're just, you're going to lose. You're going to lose, bro. That shit just is what it is. Like, that shit was crazy. Gordon Hayward, monster game, 41 points in three quarters. Gordon Hayward had 41 points in 29 minutes, bro. Like, I show love with hey, with love to hey, Gordon Hayward, and you know he had a forty point game last year. He had his first thirty point game within the last week, so it was like you know, Gordon's kind of starting to get that hey, you know everybody's out. I need to step up, and that's what the fuck we want to see, bro. You know, what I'm saying people ain't gonna be calling for this nigga to get traded when he's doing shit like this. If he would have been doing shit like this. And now, obviously, nobody's going to average 40 or whatever, but it's like for you not to even have your first 30-point game until your your third or fourth game out, you know, with people out for COVID, then you finally, oh, shit, let me step up, you know? So um, I'm glad that he had an amazing game, and, you know, it just kind of shows, like, all right, he, he can still be that guy from time to time. And uh, he looked good tonight, man, 15 for 19, um he's still you know five rebounds hitting the boards only had one turnover plus 35 he was a plus 35 and not far behind him was miles bridges a plus 32 he had 19 he almost had a triple double he had 19 8 and 8 he only played 33 minutes and i'm glad those guys didn't have to play a lot of minutes tonight because recently they've been having to play like 40 plus minutes when t-row came back they didn't really play that not I'm not gonna say they didn't play that much. They didn't play as much, you know, they didn't have to play 40 minutes and shit like that. I'm sorry, my computer keeps sending me these fucking stupid notifications. But um, yeah, you know, it, it's just it's just great to see because the ball movement was insane. It led to so many open threes, bro. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And the Spurs just couldn't stop that shit. And it's crazy because like Borrego came from Popovich's coach's tree. So, you know, he kind of took a couple of Spurs identity and a couple Spurs things and, you know, brought it over to the Hornets and it's worked out beautifully. I mean, even with the G League development, you know, that's kind of a Spurs thing where, you know, Borrego took that, integrated it here with the Swarm and, you know, guys like Jalen McDaniels, who had 15 points tonight. Welcome back, Jalen. Glad to have you back. He had 15 points tonight. 10 rebounds, like, bro. And this is why I've been such a Jalen stand for the last two years, three years, because he's a 6'10 guy who can shoot the fucking three. And he still is good on the glass. So it's like, you know, 
I've been just wanting badly for Jalen to get his chance. Um, it happened last year. He capitalized, took advantage, and you know this year he he's he's doing his thing, man. And I was just glad to see him back. I, I'm not gonna lie, none of the players that were out with COVID really seemed to look too different. Even Terry the other night, he he looked like himself. So I'm glad to see that it didn't impact him that bad. Jalen and uh, Plumley, I was interested to see because they got assigned to the Greensboro Swarm for conditioning. Right now, Ish Ish Smith and Lamelo are assigned, and uh, I was going to do an episode on Lamelo's assignment, but I ended up getting too busy. I didn't have time. Um, Lamelo has officially been assigned to the Greensboro Swarm, even though we already kind of knew that he was with the Greensboro Swarm. Feel me? They accidentally posted a picture. <laughs> He deleted that shit. He was in the background chilling. Um, yeah, but anyway. Um, and the thing is, like, they're not even really in Greensboro. They're in, they were in Charlotte the whole time. They were in Charlotte because um we were on a fuck, we're on a six-game road trip. So they're not even at the Greensboro facility, they're at the Hornets facility. Like, if you look at a lot of their pictures, they're practicing at the Hornets facility. Um, but yeah, man, everybody played so fucking good tonight. Career high for Cody Martin. Shout out to Cody. And like it seemed like I'm saying that almost every video. Uh, you know, career high for Cody. Career high for Cody. Or tying his career high. like Because his career high was only, I think, 17 or 18. So he's had 19 twice. He gets 21 tonight. 8 for 13. 4 for 4 from 3. And, you know... I don't know about tonight because he did kind of shoot poorly in that last game. He shot like 25%. He was one for four. But tonight he's four for four. At one point, um, you know, before the last game, Cody Martin was number one in the NBA in three-point percentage, bro, at like 52% or 53%. So him going four for four tonight should definitely get him back up. But it's like him becoming a knockdown spot-up shooter, bro, has been amazing for us, bro. Because he has that defense, but now he has that scoring ability. And that's what he was lacking. It was like he was a one a one-way player, you know, developing into a two-way, a legitimate two-way player in the NBA is hard. So he had that defense already. He was just lacking that scoring ability. And really, he was lacking the confidence. Now he has the confidence. He doesn't hesitate to shoot. He shoots. He doesn't hesitate to drive to the rim. He will try to dunk on you. He tried to tonight, it got blocked, but you don't think he'll do that shit again? Of course he will. So that's that's that that confidence factor. And I mean, like I said, Miles Bridges played amazing. He almost had a triple double. Plumley bum. But anyway, <laughs> be Plumley bum. Feel me? Five points, six rebounds, four assists, negative eleven. Um, he's the only person that had a negative outside of Terry Rozier. He had negative twelve. He had thirteen points, five assists. He was five for twelve from the field. Um, you know, I don't know. I guess it was for defensive reason why he was a negative 12. Um, but yeah, man, Plumley negative 11 in 22 minutes. <sighs> Plumley, he's he'll he'll literally be right there in the post and just do dumb shit instead of just dunking the fucking ball. You know, he he does instead of doing these fucking hook shots, you know, he I mean he does these fucking hook shots and shit and just dunk the ball. And sometimes it's like he'll be wide open, but he, you know, trying to pass out for a three. Bro, just dunk the ball. 
And then there, when other times, when there is somebody wide open for a three, he'll do a fucking contested hook shot or whatever the fuck. Instead of passing the ball, it's like his IQ, his decision-making is terrible. Oh, like, bro. Anyway, anyway, um, Oubre, he didn't have that good of a night tonight. And he only played 16 minutes. And I, this is why I'm glad Borrego pulled Oubre. Because Ubre started off poorly um, the other night. And when Ubre starts off poorly, he's going to have a bad night, bro. If Ubre starts out one for five, two for six, or or like, you know what I'm saying? What was he from, from three? Ubre is one for four from three. Pull him, bro. Because once Ubre starts off cold, he's cold. If Ubre starts out two for two, three for three, he's going for 30. But if he starts out cold, he's just one of those players where he's done, bro. It's like that 2K badge where you got that microwave. Like when you're hot, you're hot. But if you're not shooting well, bro, you're having a terrible night, bro. You're going to be cold. It's just what it is. He's just one of those guys, bro. So it's like if his, if his three-point shot's not falling, bro, get him the fuck out of the game because he still shoots with confidence whether he's cold or not. So that's the thing where it's like he doesn't necessarily – you know what I'm saying? If you leave him in there, he's going to keep jacking. You know, so he's one for four from three. He's going to make that shit one for six if you don't bench him. <laughs> like, that's just what it is, bro. I watched Ubre go two for ten before. He's going to keep shooting that three. You feel me? So, he's like, you've got to get him out of way. you got to get him out of his own harm's way. But um, PJ also played well, man. Twelve points. He had nine rebounds. We had a lot of guys that could have had double-doubles and triple-doubles tonight that were just a couple of rebounds or assists away from being double-double or triple-double. So it was just an amazing game, bro. Like, bro, you have Cody Martin, 21 points, 8 rebounds. Like, he almost had a double-double. P.J. Washington, 12 points, 9 rebounds. McDaniels, 15 points, 10 rebounds. Miles Bridges, 19, 8, and 8. Like, you feel me? You got guys that's, like, hitting the glass. They're passing. Um... You know, Miles Bridges, our leading assist guy tonight with eight. Like, he played a beautiful all-around game. Beautiful all-around game, man. Like, and, you know, the Spurs, they fought, bro. I had to give the Spurs props because they fought their way back into that game to cut it to eight. But the Hornets did what the fuck they had to do. They stepped on their neck, and they put the game away, which is something I was so glad to see. Like, don't make that shit a game, bro. Don't let them get that shit down to three or two. No, just beat their ass, bro. And we did that shit. We whooped their ass. <laughs> we whooped their ass, bro. 131 to 115. We also have to stop giving up 115 points a game. Like, we we literally give up the most points in the whole NBA. And this is not going to help those stats. But us having 131, we're the, we, we score the most in the NBA. We lead the NBA in scoring, but we lead the NBA in points given up. So, it's like, <laughs> you know, but... Like I said, man, beautiful game. It was just so amazing. Like, I'm watching it right now. Hayward is just cooking them. But we, everybody was cooking them. It was amazing. It was just amazing. This is one of the best games I've seen us play in a long time. You got the lob from PJ to Miles. We were playing outside in, in, excuse me, inside out. It was just amazing. Like, bro, Borrego had us ready, man. Borrego had us ready. Like, and I, they said the stat that, um, this is the first coach that has came from that Popovich tree to have a winning record against Popovich. Like, bro, we be beating the Spurs. We beat Spurs at least 
every year, once or twice a year. So, I mean, and it's at one point we're up 28 here. It, like, bro, we were up 30-something at one point. Like. <laughs> PJ hitting the shot clock, buzzer beater. Just crazy. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Devontae Graham hit a game winner tonight, former Hornet. And people can say whatever they want to say about Devontae. You can't say that he won't clutch, bro. You can't say that he won't clutch. But, ooh, Tyrese Maxey had 27. Needed that for my fantasy. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the little ticket out here at the bottom. But uh, I was going to say I was proud to see no book night tonight. He did play, though. He ended up getting in with two minutes left, you know. But it was just kind of crazy to me that we were up 30 and, you know, didn't really get him any touches. So I think he might be back out of the rotation, sadly, um, with McDaniels and Plumlee coming back. And we didn't see very much Richards tonight. Like, we, we went a lot of small ball because, I mean, Mason Plumlee only played 22 minutes tonight. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we, we went a lot of small ball. Nick Richards played two minutes. He did not play. <sighs> Excuse me. He did not play until like garbage time, garbage minutes. So it, it was just kind of just one of those nights, I guess. Uh, Plumley did start, which I was kind of surprised to see him start coming, you know, considering the fact that he's coming back from COVID and he literally just was just in Greensboro for conditioning. But whatever, it worked out, man. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I ain't going to talk forever and ever. But hold on, let me check our schedule real quick. Let's see who we got next. Um, we played the Mavs. I'm trying to think, is, is there another Texas team? I can't think of. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Houston? We might play Houston. Oh, uh, nah, nah, nah. We, we played Trailblazers in the Sun. So, um, we're seventh, we're seventh in the conference right now. That's 16 and 14. We moved up to seven. We passed the Sixers, passed the Hawks. The Wizards are 15 to 13. We can't seem to get past they ass. They're at halftime with the Kings, so them losing would be great. So we could try to pass them up too and get back up towards that top five. The Cavs are fucking fourth right now, bro. They keep winning. The Cavs are six games over 500, bro, and have won five in a row. This shit is ridiculous. I'm sick of this shit. Okay? The Cavs done beat the Heat. The Kings, you feel me? They played the fucking... Uh, Rockets tonight. They keep playing easy teams. But like they beat the Timberwolves. They beat the Bulls. The Bulls are fucking fucked up right now, though. So that shit don't count either. But it's like they're they keep winning, bro. <laughs> like I need the Cavs to start losing. I thought once Colin Sexton was out, that shit was gonna fall apart. But hey man, maybe he really was the problem though, because you feel me, there was some rumors about that. But shit is what it is. They'll fall out. They're not gonna stay at fourth, bro. It just ain't no way. They just ain't no way. They just got a little easy, easy part of their schedule right now. They gonna start losing, bro. I think the top four at the end of the year is gonna be Nets, Bucks, Bulls, and us. I really think we we'll, we move up and get that four seed like we should have had last year. I feel like we move up and get that four seed. I feel like the Heat and the Sixers are kind of right there below us at five and six, and I have the Celtics and the Hawks at seven and eight. Like I don't see them really moving up too much. They could though. You know what I'm saying? They could. Um, I do, I do think the Wizards fall down. I think the Cavs fall down. And uh, I think the Cavs and the Wizards fall down into the play-in. I don't really see them stand up. I, re I really don't. Um, 
So I, what? What? That's okay. Nets one, Bucks two, Bulls three, Hornets four. I'm gonna say Heat or Sixers five and six somewhere in there. Um, and then I'm gonna say Hawks seven, Celtics eight, and then for that nine to ten, I can see the Wizards and maybe the Raptors if they can get their act together. I don't have the Knicks making the playoffs. I didn't have them making the playoffs. I didn't. I think last year was a fluke. I did not have them make the playoffs, and I don't have them make the playoffs now. You feel me? I, I did not have the Knicks making the playoffs. I really didn't. I really didn't, bro. And, I mean, I still thought they could be in the play-in, but the way this shit's looking for them right now, they're cooked. Um, Let's see what their schedule looks like. They got the Warriors coming up. They gonna get a little gimme against the Rockets. Then they play the Celtics, the Pistons. Okay, feel me. The next two out of their three is the fucking Rockets and Pistons. So they're gonna get a couple wins right there. But they got the Celtics, Wizards, the Hawks, the Timberwolves, the Pistons again. They keep feel me the Thunder. So yeah, they they're gonna grab a couple wins here in December because they're playing the fucking Pistons, the Thunder, and the Rockets several times. But Raptors, Pacers, Celtics, Celtics, Spurs, Mavs, Knicks, Hornets. Yeah, we're you know the Knicks are going to get fucked up and and they're going to be done before the All Star break. They're going to be done. I I think so. Anyway, but things are looking up for the Hornets, man. After this tough road trip, we're good, bro. I think they said uh like after we get off this six game road trip. We're going to have played 22 home games. I mean, 22 away games and only 12 home games. So that just lets you know, like, we're almost on the road twice as much, bro. It's crazy. So after that, after January, well, after December, really, we're going to have plenty of home games and we're going to be beating people asses, bro. Like, you know, once we get through this little December patch, bro, and look, you feel me, Mavs, Spurs, trailblazers this was the little easy part of the road trip then we have the suns jazz nuggets that's gonna be the tough part of the road trip if we can beat the trailblazers on friday and you know i mean really out of these six games out of these six right here we're two games above 500 so i mean you know saying we got four games left if we split it We'll be straight. Like as long as we come back out of this road trip at 500, we have the the Rockets, the and the Pacers. We can get back two games above 500. But it's like okay, if we beat the Trailblazers, that puts us three games over 500. Even if we lose to the Suns, Jazz, and Nuggets, which I think we'll get one of those games. I definitely do. I think we'll get one of them. That Nuggets game, I think Jokic might have a big game, but I think we can get that Jazz game. I think we I think we can get that Jazz game, bro. So I think we get this Suns game too. You feel me? I think I think we can get that Suns game, especially if we're hot. If we beat the Spurs and the Trailblazers, you know what I'm saying? If we beat the Spurs and the Trailblazers, and Lamelo should be back Friday against the Trailblazers. I think that Trailblazers game that's when we should see Lamelo back. So we're back at full strength, um, you know, and we could drop that Trailblazers game just because you're trying to integrate people back into the rotation and back into their their old spots so you know that might be a little game where we might struggle because like um that Mavs game trying to integrate Terry back in that might have been a reason why the offense thought at times I don't know you know I don't know so you know that Trailblazers game whatever but that Suns game I think we get our head on straight and beat them and Suns are a good team that has been winning a whole lot 
So that's going to be a real good test for us. The, these Facing these Western Conference teams are going to be good tests for us to see where we're at in the NBA for real. Um, yeah, so the way I look at it, man, if you can come out this road trip 500, um, like I said, you beat the Trailblazers, um, that that gets you three games above 500. You could lose all three and still be straight. So really, we just need one more win out of this next four games, and I think we're good. Now, obviously, I think we do get more than one because I really could see us. I see us beating the Trailblazers. I really do. I think we already beat them one time this year. Did we not? Didn't we play Trailblazers already? Yeah, we played Trailblazers, and Damian Lillard played like shit. Yeah, we yeah we beat, so we already beat them once. So I have us beating the Trailblazers again, and then I really have us probably getting that Jazz game. The Nuggets game, maybe possibly if if nobody helps Jokic, but. I could definitely see us beating the Trailblazers and either – I mean, I could see either, any of those games we get, really, because we're a competitive team, bro. So it's just a no-telling. You can never count us out, bro. But like I literally said, bro, as long as we get one and we can come back home 500, I don't care what happens. You know what I'm saying? Rockets, Pacers, we play the Suns again at home. I'm probably going to go to that game January 2nd. I'm probably going to go to that Suns game. Um then what what is that January 2nd? What day is that? January 2nd. What day is that? Thursday the 23rd, Monday the 27th, Wednesday the 29th, Thursday the 30th, Friday the 31st, Saturday the 1st. So Sunday, oh yes, yeah, on a Sunday too. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go to that Suns game for sure. Um, yeah, then we got the Wizards, the Pistons, we got the Bucks twice. That's kind of tough. They're both gonna be at home. We're gonna play the Bucks twice at home back to back. Um 76ers, Magic, Knicks, Thunder. Like, we got a little gimme games there. Um, we just got to kind of survive this little December road trip and make it back home, and we'll be all right, man. But I'm going to get on out of here, bro. You know, I don't have to say everything I, I wanted to say. We had a great game. But I'm interested to see really what transpires after this because this could be one of those things where it's like, this could really help us move Gordon Hayward. And I have some clown on Twitter. He keeps talking about some stop saying stuff like this. I don't even follow him. He doesn't follow me. I don't know why the fuck he keeps commenting. Every time I say something about Gordon Hayward, he he pops up saying some shit. I'm like, bro, are you his cousin or some shit? Because there's some people whose family just search up their, their you know, players' names all day and just defend them on social media all day. There's a couple of Panthers uh, family members that literally do that. They just look up their fucking significant other or cousin or whoever they are to them, look them up and just argue with fans all day that talk shit about them. And like I respect it, but at the same time, it's like, bro, it's public opinion and your play and your family member plays for our team. We can critique him. Okay, just is what it is. Especially if you don't even follow me, bro. Get off my shit. I said Gordon Hayward's trade stocks at an all-time high. He stopped with this. Man, look, Gordon had a 40-point game. Hey, look, this is what we need to be marketed to teams. Like, look, he can help y'all. He can help y'all. Man, trade his ass, man. Get his ass up out of there, bro. No cap. You feel me? No cap, bro. Trade his ass, man. Like, for real. He had a good game tonight, bro, but it's like I'm still sick of seeing them low post turnarounds and all that bullshit, bro. I don't give a fuck. Trade his ass. This is what you need to be trying to showcase right now. Hey, look, he just had a big game. I felt the same way last year when P.J. Washington had 44 against the Kings. I was, hey, look, trade his ass, trade his ass right now. And we should have, bro. I mean, 
Excuse me. What is PJ? An average role player for us off the bench. He had 44 points last year. We should have been on the phone trying to trade his ass. You feel me? For real. Like, you have to capitalize when a player is at their peak. You feel me? The way Gordon Hayward had been playing this season, bro, we're going to move that contract? No. But when, you know, Gordon Hayward goes for 40 and three quarters and we blow the Spurs out by fucking 20, 30, that's something that we can show the teams. Like, hey, you want this guy. You know what I'm saying? And it's not nothing personal against Gordon. It's just, look, this one little flash in the pan, we can't ignore what's been going on this whole season. I'm glad he had this game tonight, and I wish him the best, but we still need a fucking center. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yes, Gordon Hayward has 40 tonight. Kelly Oubre's had 30, 32, 35 several times off the bench. He could do, He could do what Gordon did tonight at the end of the day. It just is what it is. Like, we need a fucking center, bro. Pumley's a loser. So, so, look, man. We got to do what the fuck we got to do, man. I hope teams are looking at Gordon Hayward now and saying, hey, maybe we could use him. Seriously. But I'm going to get on out of here, man. I'm going to catch you on the next one. Peace.